0: Thanks again for tuning in to this series guys and gals. A reminder, I recorded these interviews over a year ago and I know there has been some things brewing on the interwebs regarding representation that is an important dialogue as always. But this three-part series was designed as an avenue to talk things out in my mind as it pertains to my personal experience, wanting to get some feedback from friends on Twitter about their experience. Last week, we had the pleasure of speaking with Marisha from Coruscant Radio Underground and the Science Fictionary podcast, which she hosts with her hubby, Andrew. They are one of my favorite shows, and if you're not subscribed, please check them out. Marisha and I dove into her experience as a mom, a wife, a woman, and we had some eye-opening moments. And if you have not yet listened to that show from last week, episode 89, look for it on All of the Podcatchers, and check it out. This week I am talking with visual effects friend Yoshi Vu. A few years back he found our show as he was working on some special effects for a movie and a TV series that you might have heard of, Rise of Skywalker and the first season of The Mandalorian. We had some great discussions on that with David Espinoza, another visual effects friend who was working at ILM at the time, and on the shows that we just mentioned. Look for those shows in our catalog as well. It's kind of a point of pride that the Scare Scuttlebutt podcast was being listened to while Kylo was ravaging the unknown regions looking for Sith artifacts, and somehow Palpatine returned to the Scare Scuttlebutt podcast as well so episode 90 continues that discussion with friends on representation part two of three here and again appreciate you finding this one as well growing up as a mexican-american kid and being born here i never really had any issues with identity and so when diego luna was announced as being cast in rogue one a sense of pride awakened that i really hadn't felt before it was interesting to say the least I never thought I'd have that reaction, since there is no Mexico in a galaxy far, far away. It kind of puzzled me as to my reaction. Feeling good about that as an adult fan made me wonder how other people see representation in media, and specifically Star Wars. Yoshi and I shared some thoughts especially on the Star Wars spin-off Rogue One for actors in the film that look like us, but we also talk about how that affects us in certain ways that surprise us as adult fans. Again, this is not a discussion that buries you in heavy-handed so-called wokeness, which is kind of a term that I'm not too fond of, but it demonstrates what I mean. It's a candid talk with friends on representation. Thanks for tuning in to the Scare Scuttlebutt podcast. Let's start talking. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Yoshi, how's it going?
1: It's going as all right as all right could be.
0: Well, uh, we can only hope for for that, uh, I guess. But yeah. uh, I'm, uh, I'm glad you had some time to talk to me about this it's um it's something that's been on my mind for uh for a long time but uh you know we're putting together a little show about uh how representation affects different fans and uh things like that so uh i'm glad you were able to uh hang out with me for a little bit while we chat oh Um, absolutely so uh a little background obviously you know you know that uh you know we 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 met online, and we had a couple of great interviews, uh, you and David, and we talked about a lot of things. Um, one of the things that has always perplexed me is when people start to talk about representation, I, I know that means different things to different people. And uh, it's uh, obviously being Mexican-American, it's something that... Growing up, mostly kind of you know not not really super Mexican. Um, I was more, uh, I I guess the term is I was Americanized. I mean, I was born here. My uh, mother and father, yeah, coconut. There you go. Um, (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So it you know it's it's something that I really didn't think about uh, deep down. I I I enjoyed uh, Star Wars and pop culture for what it was. Uh, I didn't really have. I know a lot of people growing up have identity issues and things like that. And, and, uh, that's a whole nother podcast, but it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a subject that as I grow older and I see a lot of things that affect certain, um, I guess, aspect of the fandom, uh, a a certain percentage of, of, uh, people that might, uh, identify as, uh, you know, not, not, uh, you know, racially in the majority, um, Mexican Americans, obviously, African Americans, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, it, it's it's nothing that I really thought of uh, until maybe Rogue One, when I realized uh, how cool it was to have uh, Diego Luna, uh, a Mexican <laughs> actor, play you know a major role in a Star Wars film. I thought was I thought that it's was funny pretty cool. You say that. Yeah, tell tell me, tell me why? Why is oh, that? I was say, it's funny you
1: said because I didn't think about it until uh, Donny Yen with Sharu Dimui.
0: It never occurred to me. Well, that's uh, that's very fascinating because obviously it's it's uh, uh, it's from the same movie, Rogue One. Yeah. And uh, you know, growing up, uh, growing up a minority, like I said, it's just it never really occurred to me. Yeah. Um, what what kind? Have you had any experiences with? Um. Not really. I don't I really don't want to get into racism and things like that because we all have different experiences. Uh yeah, we're, we're living through some some tough times here, but uh you know I, I I'm lucky that I you know I have a nice mix of friends and a nice mix of coworkers and it's nothing that has affected me in any profound way. Uh Yeah. I'm sure you know a lot of people like i said there a lot of people have different stories with uh yeah. uh you know directly having experience with just blatant racism and and things like that and i'm sure maybe i have um it's just nothing that is on my radar because uh, you know obviously i'm i'm lucky enough to to like i said to have a, a really really good mix of uh yeah and, of it's people funny cuz my,
1: my wife is also mexican uh, american i don't know if you knew that
0: oh no i didn't
1: yeah, my wife is Mexican American, but uh, I think the way she explained it to me or talking to her, it's a little different being Hispanic as opposed to other minority races. And certain, certain, yeah, certain minority races are have a little bit easier time than others. And, you know, I would agree. I'm, I, I, for example, I'm not African American and I've willing to bet that. Be an african-american your struggles are a little harder than mine <laughs> you know what i mean so oh yeah uh, without, without getting into it too deeply but it's the same reason why for whatever reason lucille ball and desi arnaz on screen was not considered the first interracial kiss because according to television standards he's considered white hispanic uh-huh. is in the same category as white so even though it happened years prior the first on-screen interracial kiss is categorized as Lieutenant Uhura and Captain James T. Kirk.
0: Right, right. And, and we, that uh, was
1: years later. Ironically, also sure. by Desi Lou, right? <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah, we just had an episode about how sci-fi kind of sneaks in social issues. Uh, on Sunday, we released an episode with Pizza and Parsecs, and we talked about that specifically. So, um, you know, and they did mention uh, representation, so it's obviously one of the things that I definitely wanted to, to talk about but uh, so getting back to the release of rogue one um, tell me a little bit about how that kind of broke the mold for you as far as uh, race representation and what it meant to you seeing an actor uh, with uh, with similarities to you on on the big screen in a Star Wars
1: yeah and not only that it's an actor that I knew very very well you know I mean not personally but that I'm very familiar with his work. I was a big fan of his work for the last, I don't know, two decades. But, um, so for me, it was one of those things I never really thought about before. And a lot of my friends didn't really understand it either. Uh, Me growing up as a minority, there's little things that I, I never realized was different until obviously with circumstances going on in the world now. You know, We have long discussions with my friends of all colors and races and what have you. Talking about video games, for example, Whenever growing up playing a video game, my friends um, would say, "Oh, when I got here in the game, or when I'm this," they would refer to the character as "me" or "themselves," sure. whereas I would refer to the character in third person, like "Oh, when Mario gets here, or when whatever gets here, or when you know this this character gets here." I think the only few times that I even said "Oh, me" is um, you know fighting games, of course, or very few times when you'd play games with asian characters in it and this is something even i didn't notice someone else pointed out to me it's because i don't really relate to the character you know and it goes back to for example with me i i served in the military i did eight years in the marine corps i love america you know blah 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 all that usa but even with people pulling down all these statues for example i don't i'm not saying i agree with it i i, I don't agree with the way it's done with certain statues other ones i, I don't know it's kind of like a range of things i don't want to Come them all together. But as much as I um, relate to this country and everything in it, I I don't relate to statues of leaders of this country or founders or what have you that for all intents and purposes, let's be real, even though I served in the Marine Corps, if I traveled back in time to when they were around, I would not be liked very much. Right. You know what I mean, so, so that's kind of, I guess, where i stand with star wars and representation it's like would i like more yeah but it's not going to bother me if there isn't more you know it's it's just You know a lot of people say oh well you know like for example the statue. It's history it's like well it's your history and even though i consider myself an american I, I i can't relate to that part of the history it's just like with star wars i might not be able to relate to it but i can still watch it appreciate it and be like okay this is art this is whatever so like I said, it wasn't until Rogue One came out, uh, especially even episode seven. And I know a lot of people don't like Kelly Marie Tran, but whatever it was, she's um, so I, I am mixed. Uh, I'm of Vietnamese, Japanese and Chinese bloodline. I'm, I'm a hodgepodge, but I mostly identify and I know even though my name is Yoshi, my last name is Vu. My dad is Vietnamese. He considers himself Vietnamese and I identify as mostly Vietnamese, which I also speak. So when I saw Kelly Marie Tran, I'm like, "Oh crap! There's, a, there's there's a Vietnamese actress on there. That's cool." And I saw the movie. I didn't think anything of it. And she got a lot of hate, which I didn't understand um, sure. personally. Yeah, uh, you know, it's like she, she's an actress. She went in and did her job. Like, I, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, but...
0: and that that's a whole different thing too. I think uh, you know, uh, again, you know, there's a certain aspect of the fandom that. Uh, for whatever reason, you know, picks one damn thing to be stupid about. And unfortunately, uh, her character got the brunt of it. Um, but, uh, that's, like I said, that's, that's, uh, that's a whole nother thing, but you know to be in a star wars movie is an exciting thing and uh you know reading all the stuff behind the scenes of what she went through and how she had to keep it a secret for for a really long time i mean i feel for the for the actress uh unfortunate uh, that it happened to her but um you know it's, i don't fault her for leaving the social media i think it it is kind of uh, depending on especially if you're in the limelight like that you're going to get uh mm-hmm you know a lot of hate from the folks that do that sort of thing but uh i'm uh... Yeah. I, I don't
1: i don't really understand what what the, they're trying to accomplish you know I, I i get not liking something and that's fine you don't have to like everything you know you're entitled everyone's entitled to their opinion but uh, it it it's never been clear to me what the goal is when, when they go out and do that to an actress it's like what what are you trying to do if the actress leaves social media is that is that your victory is that what you wanted you know yeah, I, I right. it, it never made sense to me sure but but you know not, not to get off track I'm sorry I kind of veered off track there but I, I guess it's in the same boat as you where I n- it never occurred to me until I saw it you know until I saw Charute Mway I saw Donnie Yen and I'm like, oh crap, I, I never noticed there were not other Asian characters in it I, I, I guess but it also made me feel realize it made me realize how removed I was from the property that I love so much because even though I loved it and I always wanted to be part of it, I always felt like, um, and it never occurred to me until this, of course, but I I always felt like someone watching a show, not really someone who's a part of it. I don't know if that makes sense. It's like rooting for a basketball team that I really like, but I don't live in that hometown.
0: Sure. Yeah, I I can see that. But it's interesting, too, because, I mean, something like Star Wars – you can relate to every other character whether whether he's of uh, this he or she is the same ethnicity, actors wise, because we're talking about, you know, a story that takes place in a galaxy far, far away. So growing up, I always related to that experience uh, yeah. through through the lens of a uh I guess an observer. I never mm-hmm. again, like like you said, I, I never looked at it and said Wow, I wonder where the Mexican actors are. I, it just never, it never came, you know, uh, across my my mind. I just never thought that um, until uh, until Rogue One. But even that, for me, it, it wasn't like, oh, there's a Mexican actor. I, I just thought it was a a curious thing. I thought it was a cool thing to have a a Mexican actor uh, portray a, a character in Star Wars and i know that for a lot of people representation means oh you can see yourself in this character but i i might be a, a special case where i i didn't have really have a problem with that i i've uh, i could always relate to you know some aspect of any character in star wars uh, you know ethnic or not i mean you know you relate to some aspects of the character of darth yes, vader yes you know, i agree very, 100% you know,
1: I think it's just once I saw an an Asian actor in it, it's like it became almost more accessible in a way. I I, I don't know if that makes any sense. Yes,
0: like oh, it, it does.
1: Oh, this is a little more grounded now. You know, before it was like oh, it's science fiction,
0: right? I, I mean,
1: it's it's still science fiction. I'm not saying it's not, but it, it it feels that much more real and relatable to me because you know, I, I guess I never thought about it before, but it, I'm repeating myself. So I've said that like fifty times probably, but. When I I saw an Asian actor in the movie, I thought about, wow, I never realized that there weren't any because I just noticed there are more aliens in in this series than Asian people.
0: Yeah, yeah, right, right.
1: (laughs) I just just never occurred to me. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I guess that makes sense. It just feels, like I said, I guess it feels a little more grounded now and less like the outsider looking in.
0: Yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, and again, you know, liking and, and following uh, the work of uh, Diego Luna, it's, it's the same thing that you were talking about, how, wow, now this guy's in this movie, that this franchise that I love so much. Um, you know, you, you do get excited. You do get, it is relatable a lot more so now. because it's And it's also relatable on a whole different level, too. You talk about accessibility. Um, you know, you start to see... Uh, you start to see these characters uh, in a different light. Um, uh, Let me ask you this. Uh, So I was starting to mention how, um, I guess the the connective tissue here would be the the, uh, ethnic background of characters. But as far as representation, um, what does that mean to you? Especially now that you are a new father, um, mm-hmm. I know you're you're, you're uh, seen tons of awesome pictures and videos of your little girl. Like what? What uh, are some of the things that that you look for in media? If if you do this sort of thing, you know, when I had my child, like you know, I I, I had my son, I started to look for things that kind of looked like us. To, to share is that something that, that you find yourself doing a lot more now so than uh,
1: the... n- actually not, not really it, it's just, it hasn't really changed the way I, I consume media you know okay. but I, I've always been a film buff and just kind of consume everything anyway so <laughs> I mean it's not like I'm narrowing anything down I, I, I kind of watch everything but as far as representation I, I have noticed now I've asked my friends about this because me being Asian I've noticed now the same thing that some of my friends noticed back in the 80s and 90s which was now it's like the token asian guy oh. you know what i mean like every movie now there's like one asian guy and i'm like what like it sticks <laughs> out to me like a sore thumb yeah but all yeah. my friends they don't notice it they go oh it just looks like a group of guys i'm like yeah for me I, I sticks out they're like that's weird that it sticks out to you i'm like maybe it sticks out to me because it's never happened mm-hmm. and now it's something new but for you you don't even notice it because you know, like you never noticed that like there were no Asians before. It just sure. it didn't occur to you. So that's something that I notice more of, and it feels a little weird to me. It it feels almost forced sometimes, yeah. if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah. Thankfully,
1: Rogue One didn't feel that way because I feel like Donnie Yen is a star in his own right.
0: You know, oh, yeah, oh, he definitely is. And I mean, you know, there were some criticisms that uh, said that Disney just hired them to appease the the Asian market when it was released out there. Um, whether that's true or not, um, you know, I, I guess for this discussion, it doesn't matter because uh, the fact is that Rogue One, I think, I think it'll go down to history as the most diverse Star Wars film because of the actors and because of everybody that was involved.
1: Yeah, I agree for the time being,
0: <laughs> for the time being, exactly. So, we got more Star Wars to look forward to, and uh, hopefully, um, you know, that sort of thing kind of gets sorted out. You know as far as not noticing that sort of thing, you know it, it would be it would be a a very interesting social experiment uh, if we start switching things around and saying, "Oh, uh, look at this movie that that character over there, he's the token white guy." Yeah, right <laughs> That'd be uh, I mean ironically that
1: that's kind of how it is, and I don't know if you watch Hong Kong and Chinese cinema. Yeah, like they have the token white guy <laughs>
0: <laughs> Totally, yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, Yeah. And
1: it's, it's usually not even a good actor. It's just whoever's white and can speak Chinese.
0: (laughs) If at all. Yeah. Yeah. I am thinking of a couple of scenes. uh, Was that uh, hard boiled?
1: uh, Yeah. You know exactly what I'm talking about.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that, uh, again, that's, I I guess that would be another podcast too. Stereotypical uh, portrayals of uh, other ethnic uh, characters in films. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, representation is a big deal, uh, especially nowadays. Um, you know, like I said, I mean, growing up, it just, it just never occurred to me up until, you know, seeing, um, you know, Diego Luna, uh, you know, going forward now, hopefully we'll see, uh, you know, we'll see a lot more of it. Um, I mean, and even in the, even in a lot of the cartoons, you start getting a lot of uh, diversity in characters and skin color. Um, you know, the show Rebel, uh, not Rebels, but uh, Resistance comes to mind. There's uh, um, a lot of uh, really great uh, African American. Um... Yeah,
1: I, I actually met the uh, the voice actor of the main guy. I, I did. He's he's. I think he's like half Asian or half white. I think. I don't know. But. No. Uh, It was very brief, but, uh, yeah, I, I saw, I saw the guy, I met him briefly.
0: Let me ask you this, Yoshi. What, why is representation so important in pop culture and let alone Star Wars? But why, why is it a big deal? What can you tell me about Uh,
1: that? I'm going to have probably a little different answer than most people, because since, since I work in entertainment for me, representation is important for accuracy, for your audience, for believability. Um, you look at our culture around here in this country, in any country, really, in a lot of countries, you look around, we're very diverse. Okay, some more than others. But if you took a sample size of the same amount of people as background actors in Star Wars, you will notice the diversity is very off, with the exception of like maybe Rogue One, you know. But if you watch A New Hope, it is made in 19, you know, is it was made in the 70s, so it's forgivable, but you know, showing my parents now a new hope. You know, especially some of my older family members are like, wow, you know, for an alien planet that's in the desert, there's nothing but white people and aliens. Right. I'm like, yeah, I, I never noticed that. I, I guess I never thought about that, sure. you know? And I'm like, yeah, you know, that, that for, from a movie standpoint, I feel like that doesn't make sense from a story standpoint, environment. It, it, it just, it wouldn't happen that way. In my opinion, especially a desert planet, you know, desert heat, you would have tend, tend to have darker skin in desert yeah. planet. So it's for me, representation is about representing diversity as it is in the world we're, we're trying to make stories for people. We're trying to represent, you know, different values and morals or tell some kind of lesson or whatever it is you're doing with your movie. If you're going to do it, in my opinion, do it in a way that speaks to the people you're trying to tell the story to. And if your people are diverse, I feel like they should be represented as such in the film. And it's 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 to me it's something as simple as that, not so much like oh I need to relate I need to do this and that as an individual. Yeah. Just mm. you know this is our society, we don't have to hide it. Yeah, Th- that kind of thing.
0: That's interesting. Yeah, I remember growing up and thinking why are all the bad guys British? Yeah, and right. I, and I you know I just realized you know from a logistical behind the scenes uh, you know point of view it, it it just happens that all those scenes were shot at elstree studios uh ac- across the pond as they say and yeah. it was just the way it was but uh yeah it's just all the you know all the behind the scenes stuff that are kind of that's kind of uh funny <laughs> All right, time for the big thank yous, podcast family, to those of you that support the Scarif Scuttlebutt Podcast. Team Scarif gives you all a heartfelt thank you, wonderful people who have found it in their hearts to support our show. We're super lucky to have you. Hello there. Folks like Amanda, Jedi Caligula 89 Joey Rosales, what up, Joey? The Salty Crew at the Salty Nerd Podcast, Alex and Matt. Super fan of many of the Red 5 pods, Nicholas Schaefer. Follow him at Backyard TARDIS. What's up, Nick? Our Star Wars celebration friend, Chad, at Hyperspace and Holocrons. Jay from Florida. Our other Floridian, Frank, at the Garrison level. Big thanks. And certainly not least, our executor level patrons, 97 Bravo and the Convergence Podcast. And Scott and Kim from the Used and Abused podcast. Big thanks, you Red Fivers. Go give them a follow. Huge respects to all our patrons for your support. And if you want to become more involved in the Scarif Scuttlebutt community and feel like becoming a patron, head over to patreon.com slash Scarif Scuttlebutt. And remember, we can't have the scuttle without the butt. Don't forget, it's always sunny on Scarif. With patrons like you. So, let's see. What else can you tell me about, uh, you know, we, um, like I said, we we just recently dropped an episode with Pizza and Parsecs that talked about social issues in sci-fi. And uh, we had a really great discussion on it. And uh, obviously representation came into play uh, because those are, uh, you know, one of the many issues that uh, sci-fi sneaks in there relatively well. And um, it's uh, something that a lot of sci-fi kind of deals with uh, creatively uh, and uh, kind of tongue-in-cheek. A lot of people don't realize that, uh, you know, it kind of plays on your subliminal mind, uh, makes you think outside the box. But yeah. um, what, uh, what are your thoughts on sci-fi and pop culture kind of taking on that role of uh, showing you these social issues? We had a lot of stuff happening in the 60s through the Civil Rights Movement. You had mm-hmm. uh, the original uh, series, Star Trek, uh, was doing a lot of that uh, every week on the show, uh, just giving you a little bit of... Uh, a little extra thing to think about uh what do you what do you think about that
1: i mean i feel like it's it's kind of always been the case right <laughs> even even the first you know star trek series it was it was diverse for the time we just mentioned earlier the first interracial kiss uh roddenberry i feel like he was on something you know like this is if you look realistically We've been trying to reach that goal, or at least some of us, anyway, have been trying to reach that goal for a while, and we still haven't gotten very close. Obviously, I feel like there are two sides to this. Uh, There are some people that I've talked to that feel like racism is not as big an issue as some others feel it is. Uh, I'll leave that alone, but (laughs) I'll say that uh, I feel like it's still very prevalent, especially given my experiences the last few months it's just been getting progressively worse i don't know what happened but you know anyways it's it's something we try to work towards and you know you go back and look at not just sci-fi comic books cartoons like x-men the mutant registration act
0: sure
1: you you know it's gi joe everything that that we grew up with has mostly been about treating others the way you want to be treated equality all that good stuff so so it's i i do find it strange that we have generations growing up on this and it's like a lot of people just went right over their heads i guess <laughs> as, yeah. as you know what i'm talking about there's a lot of people oh, like what
0: yeah. yeah there's
1: people saying rage against the machine is anti-government what I'm like um <laughs> i mean you didn't think they were raging against the machine i mean i, right. I don't i don't i don't that's not my music I don't listen to Rage Against the Machine. I don't have anything against them, but I don't really know any further than that. I just find that funny. I mean, just from the name alone, I thought it was pretty obvious, but I guess some people didn't.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, like I said earlier, I mean, it kind of shows you how to think outside the box, and uh, I'm guessing that is a skill that is that not many people have acquired.
1: Uh, But going back to what you were saying, I I didn't want to get too far off topic, but but uh but star wars
0: <laughs> the star wars yeah um yoshi any final thoughts on representation and what it means to fans of this galaxy far far away
1: i think we're headed in the right direction and i think they need to hire me as a voice actor for anything i don't care what it is
0: you're right? hired yes yeah
1: me and you totally. let's do it any other uh, asian and hispanic uh, americans here you know what's going
0: on let's, just... let's do it yeah Ariba, Andale.
1: Es o su naik. There you go. You ever seen that video?
0: Which No, what is that?
1: Okay, so you got to look it up after this on YouTube when you're done. But it's basically a radio station, right? A Spanish-speaking radio station. A guy calls in, you know, speaking Spanish. And he goes, oh, I'm looking for a song. I'm not gonna try to butcher his Spanish because my Spanish is terrible. But he's like, I'm, look- I'm looking for a song. It's a very popular song. And this is an old video, by the way. But he goes, it's a very popular song. And they go, what is it called? They go, oh, es su Reebok o su Nike. And I, I guess it's like, is it Reebok or Nike's? <laughs> okay, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they go,
1: what is that? And he goes, yeah, su Reebok o su Nike. And they're trying to figure it out. If I so goes, wait, wait, I got it. And he goes, this is the rhythm of the night. Oh, that's oh hilarious. yeah! And the guy goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> I just started that's cracking funny. up. Oh, but, but there man. you go. That's, that's hilarious. <laughs> this is the rhythm of the night. Of the night. Oh
0: yeah. The
1: rhythm of the night.
0: This is the rhythm of my life. My life. Oh yeah. The oh, definitely of look that one, one up. That's hilarious. That's funny, Yoshivu. Thank you very much for joining me on this uh, short discussion about representation in Star Wars. Well, thank
1: you for uh, making me talk about politics on the air, which I really hate doing.
0: <laughs> May the force be with you, brother, and with you. And a big thanks to Yoshi for making the time to talk with me. What was that, about a year ago, maybe? Big thanks, Yoshi. We kind of went off into tangents as the Twitterverse was all a topsy-turvy over certain things politically at the time, which had nothing to do with the topic directly and ended up on the cutting room floor. But we certainly did crisscross a few items that we both shared about representation rogue one and being dads especially him at the time his baby was brand spanking new uh, especially during the recording of that interview and i really appreciate his insight so i hope you enjoyed the second discussion on the series last week we had marisha this week yoshi and for our final guest i sat down more recently with one of red five network's newest edition amanda of galaxy of queers podcast She's probably one of my original followers of the podcast. Both her and Ali K and a few others had followed me over from a previous show, and it's so wonderful to have her now as part of the Red 5 family. So tune in next week as we conclude our discussion on representation and don't miss our continuing coverage of The Book of Boba Fett, our little review called Boba Fett Refresh, Sunday nights on Scarif Live. Check your YouTube alerts so you don't miss an episode. And speaking of Galaxy of Queers, we hung out with Amanda a few days ago, Shanti and I, and talked about that classic Clash of the Titans. Release the Kraken. Hope you were able to check it out. As always, feedback is encouraged. Please drop us a message at 773-234-8659 or email us at scarifscuttlebutt at gmail.com. Don't forget to look for the rest of the Red 5 family. Check out the bio link on the Red 5 Network Twitter for more of your favorite shows. Until next time, this is Ro, and that's the Scuttlebutt.